Hi, this is BoobTube, the podcast by women for everyone who loves TV uh, and also the podcast there where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching. <laughs> we have two, we have two catchphrases. They both we have, are equally descriptive. We have two catchphrases. <laughs> it's a podcast with two catchphrases. What's not to love? Yeah, we can have two. Yeah. This is our show. Oh, but say your name. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, this, this is, is Sarah Whitus. This is like and... amateur hour here. We've done many episodes. It's okay. <laughs> I know, but it's been two weeks. It has it's been, been two, two weeks. weeks. I was traveling uh, throughout just just two uh, West Coast cities. Uh, one significantly more terrible than the other, Las Vegas. I've never um, been to Vegas. In LA last week. It's bad. It's not a good place. I promise you it's don't, not a good place. I don't place. believe it. <laughs> it's like... Literally everything is, I usually am just in, (laughs) it's just like, it's like, it's like you don't want to be in the casino because it's all just smoke and like recycled air, but then you don't want to be outside of the casino because that means you're on the strip and that is also just a horrible place. Las Vegas. It's bad. It's not good. The only good places in Las Vegas are by the pool because all the casinos have nice pools. Yeah, that's that part's nice, and you can kind of like pretend that you're not there. <laughs> like, the best part um, of Vegas is the place where you can pretend you're not in Vegas. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I learned something kind of crazy today. Just before we move on to what we're watching, um, I was reading an article on Vox um, by Todd Vanderwerf, who's one of my favorite tv writer guys um and it was about er of course um it was about how like er is like one of the hottest shows of 2018 which is hilarious because it's like you know 30 years old (laughs) it's not 30 years old it's like 25 years old i know it is really (laughs) i know it is well that was partially what the um article was about so it's kind of interesting it was about how Hulu didn't see it as like basically it's like I feel like among the TV writer especially TV writer Twitter which I'm like really into it's like basically everyone's just talking about ER all the time right now um and so the article was kind of saying that at first it who the Hulu like director of like president of like content acquisition she like didn't see it as like like a no-brainer to like acquire the show um because it's mostly because it's 331 episodes um and that's daunting and i get that like you know it's like are you you know when we when people think about bingeable i think they think like cool something i can like i can do like five seasons in like two months and yeah you know call it a series or whatever um but she was saying that you know so it took some convincing when they decided to do it anyway she revealed that there were so again there's 330 episodes of this show the episodes are like you know close to like you know they're like 45 minutes but there are commercials on hulu so it's like you know they're almost an hour each um 5000 hulu subscribers watched the entire show in its first 30 days wow on hulu is that not i mean like there's 330 episodes and they watch them all in in 30 days i think think it total came to to like eight eight hours i know (laughs) i better have all been like retirees and like 16 year olds who've been suspended from school or something like i don't i really don't like understand I mean, we're both capable of um, watching an inordinate amount of tv but that's insane 
I know. We're also like talking like I don't basically just watch three episodes of VR every night. Like after, you know, I mean, like, <laughs> well, I was kind of shocked because one of the other TV writers I really like on Twitter, um, uh, I forget her name. She does uh, NPR Monkey See. She does NPR's pop culture happy hour. Um, uh, she was talking in this same Twitter thread about how she like about some like season nine arc or something like that. And I was like, I feel like I have been watching a lot of ER and I am only at the end of season three. But um, so like that is that is impressive. It's also just this callback to like the times when seasons were 23 episodes long. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so glad we don't do that anymore. So so what else did you watch this week? So I watched a couple of things. Um, the two things that I, two things I really loved that I watched, uh, that I consumed almost in their entirety, in addition to making time for ER. Um, so two shows on Netflix that are Netflix originals. One is Queer Eye for the. It's actually not. It's not Queer Eye for the Straight Guys. Just Queer Eye. Uh, they changed the name because. It's not just for straight guys anymore. Good. I think actually, I mean, apparently, this, that was I looked just at the. Terrible well, I looked at the Wikipedia. I know. Well, I actually looked at the Wikipedia on the original show, and I think they actually changed the name to Queer Eye when the original show was still on Bravo, because apparently they like started doing women also. Um, but the show is so good. It's so good. It's it's only like eight episodes. And you can watch, I mean, it's just, it was delightful. They did such a good job. Um, it's a whole new cast, obviously, of like wonderful, wonderful guys. And, you know, you get the premise. Yeah. They make over a dude. Um, and I just think it was, I thought it was so good. I mean, everyone, I, everyone was writing these pieces about the show last week they were like the new queer eye will make you cry and i was like okay whatever (laughs) and then legit two episodes straight up made me cry. oh really um there's one uh where they make over a guy who has um who is gay and he's like a slovenly gay dude and um they're like and he his father died a few years back before he came out to his father and his he wants to come out to his stepmother um and they throw they wind up he winds up throwing this like little party at his apartment and he comes out to his stepmother and it's actually like Aww. really beautiful and all of the the fab five like all share their like coming out stories and like it was just really beautiful and i saw some other kind of cynical backlash to this show that uh was just like oh there's like some weird episodes where they try and like address social issues and there is an episode where they make over a trump supporting police officer um and the the black member of the fab five caramo um has like a heart to heart with the guy and there's an episode about religion where they make over a super religious dude with six kids and another member of the fab five who grew up in like an extremely religious household kind of so it's like you know they both both of these are like yeah, and it's like exact. It is, and it's like yes, they're trying to like find common ground with these guys. But I actually found it really well done, and te- like it wasn't without its clunky moments occasionally. But I actually found it really powerful, and I was kind of a little. I thought it would be kind of really awkward based on what I had been reading online, and I didn't find that to be the case at all. I actually found the conversations to be pretty powerful. So I strongly recommend on a rainy Sunday afternoon 
taken some time to watch Queer Eye. It can be arranged. Um, it was it was very good. Um, the other show that I watched this week was called Everything Sucks, um, <laughs> which is kind of a so freaks and geeks commercial for the nineties. That was exactly my thought. I'm like, this is just freaks and geeks for when we were in school. And I can't yeah. argue with it. Yeah, um, I can't argue with it. I mean, I bet the music is great, but I was kind of just like, it just seems so. I got really nervous too because the beginning of the preview was like, there were these three nerdy kids that were like in the AV club or something. I'm like, no, no, we don't need yep. any, any more of this like <laughs> retro, like nerdy we already boys did it. <laughs> meeting the one cute girl. But then I noticed that like the preview, and you've, so, you've actually seen it, but like, it actually is about other characters besides these, like, nerdy guys. It is. They're definitely the central characters. Um, luckily, they're not investigating a supernatural, um, you know, government conspiracy in their <laughs> town. Um, but it it is about them. I can't argue that it's very freaks and geeks. Um, we've kind of been there, done that. Uh, but I love the 90s, so, like, I'm here for it. The first, like, two episodes are extremely, like, it's just, like, all 90s all the time. They're, it's basically just, like, remember Gushers? <laughs> you know, it's just, like, that's, like, literally every joke. Gushers. But then, <laughs> I was like, I love yeah, you Yeah, that's where I I do remember gushers and and crash test dummies. <laughs> oh my God, um, I just keep naming things, Sarah. This is fun for me. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Remember, uh, uh, I was gonna say Hawaiian punch, but I'm like, oh, we definitely yeah, still I went to do state Hawaiian school. Punch that is alive and well. <laughs> yeah, we we still love Hawaiian punch. Um, no, it was really cute. So after those first two episodes, clearly they got like a <laughs> someone wrote up like a page of notes that was like, it's too much. It's <laughs> Capital T, like, ta- Pop, capital tone M, it down. too much. You're not interesting because you grew up in the 90s. Down. Millions of other people right. did too. They ate gushers as well. Right. Well, I think it was, it's like, that's actually a good point. That's a real, actually a good point because it, now you're now that you say that, it makes me wonder if they felt like, oh, what if people don't like our characters? Like, we need to, like, be connecting with the audience in some way. And it'll be through references, right. you well, know? it's like that and whole like, BuzzFeed model but actually, the articles, like... 20 a list of like 20 things you know if you grew up in the 90s and i'm like this is so not like, exactly like, how are we can build like we are building a community out of the fact that we all were alive at the same time which is like admirable in some ways but it's all based right. on like what foods you ate and what commercials we watched and it's like people are kind of like take this pride in the fact that they grew up in the 90s like i was a 90s kid it's like well yeah you want a bunch of other people like <laughs> yeah you and literally <laughs> millions of other people you and like the like second biggest generation of all time or something like that you know like i that is not yeah that in and of itself is not interesting and luckily it's like literally reduced by like 80 (laughs) percent after the second episode um and they you you i wouldn't say skip the two first two episodes because they really do set up most of the dynamics. And I might, maybe um, I am looking for but, that. I love the 90s shtick. You know, and it, and the first two episodes aren't bad. It's just yeah. like a bit much on that. But, the, and I, and I, and the, and the thing is that's so funny about that is that like the characters are so good. The actors are like all of these, I don't know anyone in this show. It's like, I don't, I've never seen any of these people before. Um, but it's all these kid actors. They're actually kids, you know, like they're 
adorable. The the two principals are these characters, Luke and Kate. Um, and and there is a there is like a romance, like an unrequited thing, but it doesn't go in the way you'd expect at all. Oh, she's and um, gay. you know, I just yeah, you learn it's not really a spoiler. It's in the, I, it's in the they commercial, start dropping so. hints about that in like the first. Oh, it's well, in the, it's like, in the yeah, commercial. Oh, okay, cool, great. Yeah. Then um, fantastic. Yeah. And it's, yeah, they start dropping hints about it in the first episode and, and it kind of becomes about her like journey towards self-acceptance through the music of Tori Amos. Tonight, I looked at these people and I thought, maybe there's a future where I don't have to be a freak. Maybe I can be who I am and that's okay. I never said you couldn't be who you are. I told you, whoever you are, whatever you are, it doesn't matter to me. Luke, it matters to me. Okay, so now what? You're just gonna go to school and tell everyone that you're a lesbian, and you don't think they'll call you a freak then? The only thing that matters is that I know. But you had a great time with me tonight, admit it. I had an amazing time. Okay, so why can't we keep just hanging out? Having amazing nights together? Why are you doing this to me? Because Luke, it's not about you. It's it's really really good. I really enjoy it. Um, I actually have like two episodes left. Um, Will so you I text me when the end. cranberries come on? I'm okay. There's been here's my grudge with this show. There's been no cranberries. I think there will and be. There's been no third eye blind. Third eye blind was later. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I was listening to third eye blind when I was like eleven wasn't years this old. Like- this is, it's what like... What year is this supposed to be? Okay, I think it's supposed to be 96. And I think oh. we have... You could be right. We could not have Third Eye Blind's first album until 97. So it, you might be right about that. I don't um, I don't know. I mean, I've, for me, it was like a middle school band that always seemed like late 90s. But like, uh, like Semi-Charmed Life was like... No, I think I'm pretty like late 90s, sure... But- but actually, I mean, if it's a 96, then yeah, you might get you might get some I can't say third eye blind. It's third or blurned. But third um, or blurned, I'm sorry. Third or blurned. Yeah. No, fair enough. Yeah. Um but anyway, you might I, still get that. Oh, 97, 97. Yes. I I do want um obviously I want I want some cranberries. Um there's been a lot of like gin blossomsy type I'm also surprised I haven't heard any Hootie and the Blowfish. Um, so, yeah, it's a great show. What did you watch this week? Um, well, so I finally got HBO. We talked about this that This is very time. exciting. This is really exciting. I'm very excited I'm for you. spending more money on streaming services. <laughs> this, is a, this is great news for me. Um, it's an investment in our podcast. <laughs> it's an investment in something, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, so I got... HBO, but I got through Hulu, so it's like beta early access, and it's like stupid. I'm kind of like, this is annoying. But anyway, um, oh, you can get it through Hulu. Through Hulu, yeah. Um, yeah. It was like I looked; it was the same price, and I was like, well, I'm not going to give J- Jeff Bezos any more of my money, so I decided to do it through Hulu. You know, the small fam- mom and pop store of Hulu, <laughs> right? You know, yeah, Amazon. they're just family owned. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like Mr. and Mrs. Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> Old Mr. and Mrs. Hulu sitting on their porch, <laughs> like, chewing on like, their. Oh, honey, for you, that that, that can of pop is free. Um, (laughs) So, no, so I watched Mosaic. Like, I got it just to watch Mosaic, which is the Steven Soderbergh murder mystery. It's like a six-part mystery series. And um, I I thought it was really good, but I also really like Steven Soderbergh. I like the way he 
directs. I like he has a style that I'm not like a cinephile, so it's hard for me to explain. Um, I'm mm-hmm. sure people we know could like put it in better words, but it's like he um you you feel like you're watching it actually happen in like mm-hmm. a very cinema verite sort of way, but not he really like, puts you. But in it's the still artfully done. Like it's not yeah. like you're just like plopped in the room. It's it just seems so real, and he mm-hmm. like all the dialogue and everything. Um, and so this, it's really good. It was hard to follow at times, which is also, like, I feel like very typically Soderbergh. Like, he had elements of, like, his heist movies where he has, like, layers of plot where they kind mm-hmm. of overlap each other. And then, like, in the last episode, you see the, what was going on at the same time. And he doesn't give mm-hmm. you really any cues. Like, he doesn't say, like, six months earlier. Like, most of you have to just kind of, like, guess based on clues at what point this is happening in the story. And Which what is the to... central mystery? Like, yeah. what's, what's... So, Sharon Stone's character is murdered. And okay. She, you see them... You, you don't see the murder happen because you don't really know what happened. Um, okay. And, um, so through, through the six episodes, it's kind of like they had thought they found the guy and then his sister is like no I don't think it's him and she tries to go back and like solve the case and so she finds the guy that she thinks might have been there and convinces him to come back it takes place in Summit Utah which is like this sort of yeah Summit yeah oh is that a real place (laughs) (laughs) sure I don't know the west (laughs) um so yeah anyway it's beautiful but it's like rich Summit you know like Mm -hmm. and um as opposed to, well, I don't know if there's a summit. <laughs> As opposed to the bad side of town. I don't know. Summit. But it's like very, it just seems very rich. Like ski slopes mm-hmm. and like beautiful like houses or whatever. And um, so like that's really beautiful. And um, she gets him to come, the guy that she thinks like might know more, like have done it or something. She gets him to come back and help her like figure it out. And he doesn't remember. Hmm. Anyway, I don't want to spoil anything. But you just keep on like. Un- uncovering sort of things in this mm-hmm. very like it's like an onion like, yeah and it's also like kind of like well i read something where they were describing like how like that this you know the metaphor is like very front and center here for like mosaic right it's mm-hmm. all these little pieces and you're trying to like figure out what the entire picture is and he'll just give you these little chunks of like crystal at a time you know and you kind mm-hmm. of put the the picture together um so it's kind of hard to follow and then i found out too that in like in the fall they had HBO had, had released, like, an, an app for, for smartphones. It's, like, Mosaic app, which I didn't realize, where you could go in and, like, learn about the characters and everything before you huh. watch the show. I'm kind of glad I didn't know about it because, like, um, I would definitely would not have downloaded it. And then I would have <laughs> right. if I were missing anything. So I went yeah. into watching the show without knowing about it. And, like, you can totally watch it without knowing about an app. I'm like, I think that's kind of a cool idea to have, like, like have take a tv show and make it go more interactive oh yeah I, you know I, like it's a neat idea totally but i don't like doing things on my phone so that's fine as long as you can like understand it without you know going full in on the app and everything like it would take a lot for me also to be like yeah i'm gonna like investigate this in my like, yeah that's for nerds non-tv they, time yeah as um, if there's non-tv time there's the one thing that I thought was funny was like there's this one character that like he's he plays the 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 police officer and he was like he looks so familiar to me and I couldn't figure it out I could not figure it out but I'm like I know I've seen him in something and so I was like trying to figure it out without checking IMDb and I was like he plays someone that's like eating Cheetos or something and he's like in a college <laughs> dorm room I can't what is this and 
so I finally just like look it up, just look him up and discover that he was Biff or Biff Buzz in Home Alone. Oh, so Buzz from Home Alone cut. is still getting work. And I, but like, I was like, but like, this isn't what I recognized him from, even though I've seen (laughs) Home Alone like a million bazillion times, like five times every Christmas. I was like, what do I know this guy from? Turns out he's in this Julia Stiles movie from like 2001 called Mm -hmm. The Prince and Me that like I remember seeing once in theaters (laughs) when I was like in middle school and then like maybe subsequent times in the theater as well. But I haven't seen it since like high school and some like dumb little rom-com, like good, you know, it's fine for what it is, but like you know definitely a product of like the early 2000s i'm not hating on rom-coms but i love anyway the idea of steven soderbergh being like you know who we need for this this guy but it's so funny like i recognized him not from this movie i've seen a million times but he plays like a super minor roommate of in this movie called the prince in me anyway okay i digress (laughs) so anyway mosaic was really good i liked it um i'm intrigued yeah you know i'm not necessarily acting was so good but but oh. yeah, I'm intrigued. Steven Soderbergh doing a lot in his like supposed retirement. Yeah, he, like, right. Retired from. <laughs> and it's just like executive the biz. producing everything. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. He did another like um, short run series a couple of years ago. I forget that people were kind of into. Um, oh, yeah. That was not notable enough that i remember anything else about it other than it existed um but interesting okay i'm intrigued yeah and and, um sharon stone is really good in it i feel i was gonna say i haven't heard what's i didn't know sharon stone was up to anything these days yeah no she was like really good she plays this character who you kind of like really fucking hate but you understand her motivations and everything like yeah she's very like human yeah like she's awful but like yeah anyway um other hbo show that we were both watching this week yes uh i'm so glad that you finally got hbo for for now for now you can watch queens (laughs) yes yes queen um for now you can watch two dope queens um and it is a delight i think i said last week or last time we talked that um i wasn't a huge fan of the first episode um so so i watched it and i was like expecting it to not be that great based on what you said and i thought it was like good one of the comics i wasn't that into but i Mm -hmm. thought you know um i liked i liked it enough like john stewart's thing was kind of boring but um, yeah it was boring it was very boring um but i do think it's picked up a lot the second episode so i just watched the second one and i was so excited that aparna and charla was on She's yeah. so funny. She is really funny. I started following her on Twitter after. I didn't really Everyone know Everyone should her. follow her on Twitter. She's so She funny. is a delight. Yeah, her set was great. Um, I have a I was clip like from not... um, the, when she, I have a clip from when she talked about Christopher Columbus, which I really liked. Because I was thinking about Columbus, like Christopher Columbus, I was like, he had a great PR campaign, you know, like people really cleaned things up for him. Like, at, at the end of it, he got a whole Monday. I was like... Yeah, you don't get a Monday for Arbor Day. And I was like, I feel like trees have been pretty cool across the board. But, but uh, you know, it's like Columbus, like we know he was a monster. We know he did some heinous things. Like, what are we still celebrating? I guess you could argue maybe he originated the concept of like, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to win. Like, that's kind of his legacy, you know. 
Like, I could just imagine him doing a confessional where he's just like, I don't like any of them, you know? Uh, they don't look like me. Uh, they don't have spices. And, you know, frankly, I make them sick. Uh, yep. Yeah, that's a history joke and a wordplay joke. Uh. Um, I was not a fan of Sarah Jessica Parker. I just felt like <laughs> maybe this is her agent's fault or whatever, or her manager's fault, but she seemed to like not a, she didn't realize that she was <laughs> doing a TV show, not a so podcast. That's kind of like, I don't mind Sarah Jessica Parker. I think people are like kind of like haters for and I don't like give a shit really. I never watched Sex in the City and I've definitely never seen If you movies, did, you would but, hate um, her. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, I like, I respect the idea, but I just don't want to watch like rich people. That yeah, and the, and um, and Phoebe and Jessica were murdered. loving her. Sure, yeah, yeah, all um, all here for for rich people being murdered. It's kind of shocking that Sarah Jessica Parker has never played like a murder victim on Law and Order. I feel like that <laughs> have been a. I should clarify too. It's not like because I like want to just see get people get murdered. I I meant that just in terms. Of oh yeah, mystery. Oh yeah, we all know your taste. We all know yeah. your taste about. Um. Okay. Yes, but I don't. I don't. You know. But I do kind of think like. It was so awkward, like, when she was asking about hair, like, uh, black women's hair. Exactly. And I was exactly. kind of like, like, y'all she could wasn't really, her She's not funny because, enough. Like, she's not, yes, She's not exactly. funny enough she's to improv that. She's not funny enough. Yeah, she's she sweet can't. and wonderful, and I think she clearly, like, didn't want to be, she didn't want to say anything racist. Like, it was Yeah, and so the theme obvious. of the second episode is is hair, and, and so, like, Phoebe and Jessica spend a lot of time talking about their hair. They also, whoever is doing the makeup and clothes on this show is a goddamn genius. Because they look the makeup so especially is like insane. And they are like under these lights the entire time. They look incredible and their clothing is amazing. It's like honestly these episodes are worth watching for the just clothes for their, alone. Just for their looks. Yeah. It's amazing. Um but yeah, this the theme of the episode is hair. So like, you know, they're kind of Jessica and Phoebe are sort of like talking about like, you know, uh you know, black women's hair and like different, like, you know, approaches to style, whatever, you know, they're different approaches to styling. And they kind of like start like provoking Sarah Jessica and they like, you know, just want her to like get into it with them. And she's like not funny enough and like, <laughs> and not secure enough to know that she's not going to like accidentally say anything. Racist. Right. Well, it's like, I feel like someone that's really funny, even if they're not secure enough and like, don't, don't feel Would still be able to, which is like, it's okay lines. if you don't feel secure. Yeah with that yeah. like it's okay like it's better if you don't when you should like when you shouldn't than the other way around but sure. um but like she's but yeah she doesn't have the humor to like dodge around that so she ends up just like wallowing in these like moments of just like awkwardness where she's just making up a question it's like trying so hard to be like she's like when the hair looks so beautiful and it's just like right. oh god like someone please just like Put her someone, out of her misery. Yeah, Why didn't put they her out of her misery. Her? Someone come out here and be funny. Or like yeah, give her like... some questions ahead of time, like so she would. Anyway, I'm like of all the white ladies. Well, she also talks about how talk she about hair. She definitely didn't know that it was about hair. She and I feel kind of bad. She seemed kind of bummed out that she like would have. She didn't because she thought she was doing a podcast. She got like a blowout, and her hair is just straight. And um, <laughs> and then she gets there, and she's like, oh, this is a fucking television show and she finds out that it's about hair and she's like oh i would have like done something rad with my hair 
And yeah. it sounds like she would have been totally down to like. Yeah, I almost be feel bad for her thing. in that respect. I know because ba- it was a bad week for Sarah Jessica. Oh my god! Like, yes. Do you know about the all the oh, gossip yeah. about her and Kim Cattrall? Did oh yeah. Oh god, it's so funny. It's it's actually wild because I follow a really excellent <laughs> Instagram account called um, Every Outfit on SATC, and it it's just a very snarky kind of like. <laughs> Sex and the City. It's like kind of a fan account, but they're very snarky and and they they do genuinely like love all of the the actresses and everything. But um, I learned about this feud from them because they follow all of the actresses and and Kim Cattrall, this Kim Cattrall, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker thing. Actually, they had reposted Kim Cattrall's initial posts about how Kim Cattrall's brother disappeared, and then it sadly turns out that he has died, and then they like go in this whole like instagram feud and it was wild and uh it was just a wild so, like, ride yeah, so for, the, like, I think, the background was like fans. yeah the background was that um apparently when sex in the city was filming according to kim cattrall like sarah jessica parker and like the other women were like mean girls kind of to her and then um and this is all coming out now and it all started because back in the fall they were talking about doing a sex in the city movie a third one which like god no don't do it <laughs> the um, first two are so bad they're bad good they're like i not heard the bad, second one bad. is like a travesty like it, oh it is it's but offensive. it's fun it has it's... like muslim women doing like learning their feminism by like doing like a, a oh it's awful or something anyway it's yeah terrible. but um they uh so they're like gonna make a third one and then it came out that like oh no they can't do it because um Kim Cattrall, like, there was, like, all these toxic forces or whatever, and it just became this whole thing where then Kim Cattrall was like, no, I never wanted to do it, and then other people were like, you were negotiating for six months, and this whole thing, and then, like, at one point she said, like, Sarah Jessica Parker and I were colleagues, nothing more, I wouldn't say we were friends, and then she, she, then Sarah Jessica Parker was act, asked about this, and she was like, oh, I'm heartbroken to hear that we weren't friends, and then, like, <laughs> and then... Kim's brother died and Sarah Jessica Parker posted like thinking of you sending you like love or like blah 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 and then Kim Cattrall just went crazy and like posted a giant Instagram thing that's like I do not need your support Sarah Jessica Parker you were always off I'm like who knows what the details are but it's bananas yeah it it is I'm a little suspicious of Sarah Jessica in this situation are you because I kind of just like I don't know I'm suspicious of like anyone that airs dirty laundry like oh that. absolutely that was not good form <laughs> that yeah. was on on kim cattrall's part but like i just kind of love this whole thing i can't imagine how awkward because i never knew i was a big fan of six in the city when it was on but it's a show that is not really aged well at all um surprises there <laughs> and i can't imagine how awkward it would be to star on a show with someone for like that show was on for like five or six years and i can't imagine how awkward it would be to like <laughs> just be like uh yeah we were colleagues and nothing more and never spoke any words to each other that weren't like required of us i'm like damn that must well something sad. i was that reading was really like brought up a good point that like sarah jessica parker got annoyed once because people she was like we were like we we're it wasn't like a bad thing like we went to work and everything and then just like everyone was collegial and she was like you don't ask this of men like whether you go and hang out and have drinks on the weekends and everything it's like, true about, although i think and which that is, is like i think a really of, good point 
I do think that's a good point, but I think also some of that comes from the nature of Sex in the City. No, yeah, like they were all friends and people want to know if they're friends in real life. Yeah, but it's also, like they... there's something kind of sexist about that, I feel like. I you agree. just expect them to all just be friends, and if they're not super best friends, they must be Then it's be like some catty, catty and, thing. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's like gotta be like a bitch in the, in the group. Yeah, I agree. Um... You also, really quick before I moved on, you pointed out something really interesting in our uh, in our doc, um, but that this episode was directed by Tig Notaro. The, the I, first two were, yeah. Oh, the first which two. I, oh, wow. Well, I, well, did I not, hadn't realized the, that. I didn't know she I did was not directing that these. She might have yeah, directed the third one, too. Um, and then I was looking, I noticed that they had listed three writers besides Phoebe Robinson and uh, Jessica... Um, uh, Jessica Williams. Williams, yeah. thank you. Mike, help me out. It's yeah. a very normal name. Um <laughs> Jessica Williams, who the two dope queens, they listed a third writer, this um, Amy Aniobi, and I was like, I looked her up. I'm like, who is she? And she um, is a was like a story editor and writer for Silicon Valley. I guess she might have won awards, and she also wrote a couple episodes of Insecure, a podcast favorite. So incredible um, that there are any women writing for Silicon Valley. I did not know that. <laughs> I know, and, and she, I, 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 I'm ninety nine percent sure she's black, because um, mm. I was like looking at her page and. Um, yeah, it's like, so that's kind of awesome. So I feel like she might, she might be a name to look out for because she might be doing other HBO stuff in the future. Oh, good point. Those are all HBO shows. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I did not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, um, that's awesome. I'm glad that they're using women writers, directors. Um, I mean, Two Dope Queens is awesome and that they, the whole kind of concept of the show is, you know, promoting voices in comedy that you may not be hearing otherwise right. i don't know that tignataro falls into that <laughs> uh but still you know like or it's... even just people you like like Rhea butcher i fucking love she's in the second episode yes. too and she's yeah. so funny and i've like been a fan of hers for a while also because she's from she's from northeast ohio which is a big deal like so you know well and of course phoebe being uh <laughs> and standing, from cleveland, standing hard yeah. for cleveland yeah. Yeah. yeah um so anyway yeah um but yeah that's it's a cool thing about that show Awesome. Um, yeah, so four episodes. There's like one. I guess this week might be the finale, but we'll we can chat about that next week. Um, yeah. But so we our main yeah our main meet of the week was going to be uh, Crazy Ex Girlfriend, which had its finale this past it's week. Bananas finale. Bananas. So obviously spoilers for uh, Crazy Ex Girlfriend herein. Um, but first of all, can I just say I am extremely excited. I have tickets to crazy ex-girlfriend live uh i'm so jealous i am really excited the well so i am going with our mutual friend uh heather and heather's going to that with you she's going does I she even she, watch the show she does she oh does. my god I she's not current on the current it. season so i won't let her listen to this um episode but of our podcast but um <laughs> yeah it's i'm very excited the tickets had gone on sale. It was kind of a scandal because the tickets went on sale like a week ago and um, it wasn't a scandal, but <laughs> um, <laughs> it was not a scandal by any means. Um, it was just the tickets went on sale and in, in a ton of cities and then they were gone like instantly, like instantly. And I was actually bummed out. I couldn't, I was thinking I would be, I was on a plane when they went on sale and I was thinking, um, okay, cool. I'll just get them, you know, the flight's only an hour. I'll get them uh, when I land. And by the time I like, they were gone, they had apparently had gone just instantaneously. So lots of fans were suspecting that, 
you know, they did this through Ticketmaster and they just suspected that like bots really stole up a lot of them. And indeed, tickets started showing up on StubHub very quickly. Um, Yeah, it is fucked up. However, it gave us an opportunity to see um, to see Rachel Bloom in action. She was really upset. Like she was genuinely really upset. Like genuinely, I think her management like hadn't thought about like bot protection um Mm -hmm. when it comes to Ticketmaster, and like she was just like shocked she's like i'm people were like really upset that they couldn't get tickets and she was like i'm so sorry like on twitter and instagram and she's like we're gonna do everything we can to like open up more tickets for the show um like please don't you know if you like please don't try and not buy the tickets from um you know, crazy resale prices on, on StubHub. Um, and indeed she like did manage to switch a few of the shows into bigger venues after, and obviously people who had already gotten their tickets, like could retain them, but um, it's cool. It was just like, I was like, really, I love Rachel Bloom and I already like love her. I think she's awesome in every interview I read with her and um, I just was like really pleased that she like seemed to genuinely care about this and like genuinely care about mm-hmm. the fans. And then so they moved the show in Boston to a bigger venue and then I got tickets there and it's the day after my birthday and I'm very excited. Yay. Yeah. Very excited. Um but so yeah, let's talk let's talk we can I think we were gonna kinda talk the last two episodes. Um and yeah. uh so just for fair fair warning spoilers are ahead if you yes. haven't caught up so like go watch it and then come back and, and then come back for the rest of this yeah. um because uh rebecca murders a guy <laughs> <laughs> it's so i it's so funny i was like th- are they referencing big little lies directly <laughs> it's so funny so i like you had told me that it was crazy, and in my head I was like, oh my god, I bet she kills somebody. And then I go and I look and I see that there's four episodes I hadn't watched, so I got I got caught up on them, like, all this week. And when you find out that she, in, like, a really dark moment, went to the, the dark internet, which is, like, one of my favorite jokes. I know. Is the dark <laughs> She's web. just, like, typing on the computer and it's, like, swirling around yeah, her. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> dark in her room. And yeah. she, um, she, like, like, in a haze puts out a request for like someone to kill Nathaniel, her ex's current girlfriend, Mona, who just seems perfect. Um, I was kind of like, Oh shit, she really is going to kill someone. And I spent the entire <laughs> next four episodes, like all of them waiting for Mona to die and everything to go crazy. And so like when she pushes like Trent off the roof at the end to protect Nathaniel, cause she thinks he's going to stab Nathaniel. I was so relieved. I was like, oh, thank God she's not thank actually going to murder anybody. Thank God anybody. it's just Trent. Um, although I think, yeah, and so, although Trent doesn't actually die. Remember, he winds up in a he, full body cast Yeah, again. he falls into a swimming pool and <laughs> just misses the diving board. Just misses um, the diving board. We uh, should talk about Trent for a minute. We should talk about Trent. I love Trent. <laughs> He's so funny. He comes on He's and I just start hilarious. laughing. Okay, you wrote here that he reminds you of Donnie Faster, and a funny Donnie Faster right? um, is literally spot on. So uh, if you aren't an X-Files fan, you may not get that, but Donnie Faster, one of the infamous creepy motherfucking villains of X-Files history. So creepy. Um, who murders prostitutes and is and an necrophiliac. collects their hair and their Collects their hair and their heads and, and whatever. Yeah, it's horrifying and you could not be more spot on with describing Trent as a funny... Like tiny clip of Donnie Faster. The forced air unit is broken. I'd like to run you a bath. 
I know this house, girly girl. There's nowhere to hide. Good morning, baby girl. We look beautiful today. Oh, I'll never leave you. I will always be by your side. We're one and the same, me and you. Yes, I wish we could do it visually, though. And then honestly, I know, because like, it's also visual. <laughs> I know. Um, and then a tiny clip of, of Trent. <laughs> so Trent comes back um, from his... I, I, I think this plotline was mostly in the first season when we saw Trent last. I can't quite remember. Um, but Trent... Uh, who is in love with uh who is in love with rebecca uh oh no it had to be last season because he comes with the blackmailing info uh when uh rebecca yeah it was second and, season uh, yeah yeah, yeah. You're right and uh and josh almost get married um so uh trend is in love with rebecca um and and i, I he comes back here um i think what's fascinating about trent is like you know obviously he is just this dark dark net <laughs> um dark, dark web <laughs> version Always of rebecca funny. and you know i mean he's i mean he does a lot of the same crazy shit that rebecca does i mean like i mean to an oh, extreme yeah. but like it's just interesting in that we 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 still like rebecca you know i don't know i um, love trent <laughs> I know, I know. It's like, I think you're supposed to hate Trent, but I'm like, I love Trent. He's yeah, like, no, but I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> um, he's not supposed to be that sympathetic. He's not supposed to be that sympathetic. Though um, you do sometimes, like, find yourself hating Rebecca, because she just does things that are, like, so in the, as she's doing them, you're like, don't, stop, stop. And it's, like, a very frustrating exercise to even watch an episode sometimes, because she's, like, so self-destructive and destructive yeah. of her friends. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of the main the main driving force of the last two episodes even though trent is there he's kind of like not the main driving force the um, murderer like also is the a plot line. yeah <laughs> um but you know i mean basically trent comes back he's trying to then blackmail rebecca into loving him because of course he has found out about the hit that rebecca put out on on See, Mona. Well, he traces her, her tracker um, on her ip address, her IP address. Yeah, he's a tracker on the dark um, web on the dark web, uh, only Trent. Um, <laughs> and he basically wants to blackmail her into being his girlfriend. And, um, you know, the, the hit, of course, we, we learned that uh, Rebecca, you know, wound up coming to her senses and, and canceling the hit. And like, so it wasn't, you know, she she realized it was wrong, but still... But you're the whole time you're asking waiting for someone to, to put it. She didn't actually cancel it. Right. She like says like I think I did. Yeah. <laughs> um and and of course what if that was intentional? Even just inquiring. That'll that'll lose you a law license, I think. Yeah. Um that's yeah. not not supposed to do that. So Trent's here to blackmail her um and and then Rebecca obviously uh needs a you know, needs a needs a crazy caper plan um to like get out of this and and reverse blackmail trent or find something they they're hoping that they can find that he is doing something illegal and report him to the police so she you know brings ropes paula into this of course um dishonestly and, and that's because and I she feel lies like... to paula that that trent yeah. is also blackmailing paula um but so the name of this episode is called nathaniel is irrelevant which is harkening back to an episode where called 
Josh is irrelevant. And mm-hmm. I thought that was so interesting because it has them getting together, like him telling her that he loves her and like that they're together. But it, that's not any sort of resolution. Um, mm-hmm. And he is irrelevant. In the very last scene, she's in court and unexpectedly Paula, who has been refusing to answer her call, just shows up. And they like look at each other for a long time and it's this moment where then Rebecca's like, I will be responsible for my actions. And it, the, the entire crux of the season, like this, this moment, the stakes are the highest with her and Paula's relationship. And I think that's just so refreshing and interesting because it was, you know, so often like it felt like Rebecca needed to have this romantic fulfillment. Um, mm-hmm. And this is like really proof that that's never what it was about. Like all of her self-destructive habits were affecting things that like, also mattered to, mattered to her, including, like, close female friendships. Oh, yeah, it's all of her relationships. And, yeah. I mean, of course, it's also not about any of these men in that, like, you know, Rebecca has way deeper problems than, you know, it's not about which guy she's with, because it kind of doesn't matter, I guess, right. as long as it's not Trent. Um, <laughs> but she's trying to fill this, you know, bottomless pit of need inside of herself and and this i think it's interesting because this whole season right they set you up from the beginning to think like well this is going to be the season where rebecca really does own up to stuff like you know after we got through the revenge thing once we get to like rebecca embracing that she has borderline personality disorder you're like okay now she's really gonna you know she's she understands this she's really gonna like start right. taking more responsibility and then it doesn't happen your favorite you know? dr akopian even dr. has Acopian. like a song about how this will be finally this will be year. right exactly she thinks it'll be different too and it's just not and you know i think that's also very realistic because um you know i think people with uh mental illnesses like it it takes you know it can take a lot of you know hurting people and it can take people mess up and you try again and you yeah. know i think uh it's been quite a journey for rebecca um and then at the end we you know we have uh so the end didn't make a ton of sense to me um no but so a lot of things in this show just seem like take our word for it we're the writers yeah i it's guess it's not what, like about the it's true i mean I was kind of, so Rebecca almost kills Trent. Uh, she's obviously arrested. Um, and the reason she goes to kill him, she goes to a party that Nathaniel's having with his uh, girlfriend, Mona. And, and um, <laughs> Trent starts sending uh, Rebecca Instagram stories <laughs> uh, that are like him planning to kill Nathaniel, <laughs> uh, which is itself pretty silly. But, uh, you know, so then Rebecca rushes to the party and, and he... Nathaniel, I mean, and Trent's literally standing there with a knife dangling over Nathaniel. Um, and she pushes him over the ledge and, and you know, she's like in jail and she's like, I'm guilty. So she kind of is like going to take this opportunity to really own up to everything. Um, even though I'm like, you're not guilty. So that's kind of what. And it's, it's weird things like just tell the truth. Just tell the truth. Like I actually like my boyfriend who's a lawyer, <laughs> we were watching it together and he's like, but she's not guilty when she's a lawyer. I don't understand. But like, and you know, I'm like, they didn't why try very hard to. Insanity plea wouldn't make sense because it's like that saying that she's insane. guilty. It's still yeah. saying that you're yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Admitting like that she at least did guilt. it. 
Right. She may not necessarily be guilty of like premeditated murder. Or right. Like I don't think murder, that she but, yeah. went to this place like I'm going to kill Trent. You know, obviously like that. Anyway, it was kind of like a little bizarre. And I'm like, you guys didn't choose. They're just like they, they managed to explain the whole thing away by being like, well, they're Instagram stories. So they already disappeared. <laughs> it's like, like I, I feel know like that is how that works. I feel like we could find, yeah, they do disappear. I feel like we but have like, the technology. I feel like we have the technology. <laughs> like, is that our only. Donald Trump is doing like all of his like Russia connection, like ties or conversations through Instagram stories. Or like, could we get like Trent to like admit that he was trying to kill anything? I don't know. There just seem other, like other ways out of this. I'm sure. And obviously Rebecca is not going to hope. So I think we should mention also the show has not been renewed for a fourth season yet. Um, Gasp. I know. So hopefully it is. Uh, and hopefully we have a fourth season, which um, apparently was the Rachel Bloom's plan all along was for four seasons. Um, so assuming that we have a fourth season, like it's not going to be Orange is the New Black, I hope, because um, one of those is already too many. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure some of this stuff will come up and like Rebecca will, you know, get out of this. Um, it'll be like, <laughs> it'll just be like resolved probably with like the next sentence from the judge or something in the season premiere. Be like, mm. yeah, so it's quickly. The show moves quickly. I don't think we're going to spend next season with Rebecca in jail. So um, I, but I got to say also the songs in these last two episodes, even though the episodes themselves, I thought the second or last episode with Trent was fantastic. The finale was a little bit messier for me, but the songs were so good. The Miracle of Birth song. (laughs) That is one of of the all time That's like the best one in this season since uh, Let's Generalize About Men. Oh, easily. Oh, I did love, oh God. Man, Donald and Champlin had some good songs this season. I also did love, of course, her. Um, we had the first penis I, uh, first penis I ever saw. Um, but the Miracle of Birth song is incredible. After hours and hours of utter torture, you may poop yourself and/or throw up as you bear down. Cause you're a goddess. And though you've never been this tired, wait, here comes the ring of fire. That's your vagina bursting into flames as the head starts to crown. The whole, it was so, there was also a great um, piece in Vulture on New York Magazine last week about they had a writer kind of shadow a crazy ex-girlfriend for the season and they kind of wrote a, a story about the season and, and they pretty heavily focus on the finale the production of the finale which included the song and reading about how they put the numbers together I thought was really fascinating yeah yeah um, for sure and they they talk about the production design a lot of this uh of this number in in particular um yeah Donna looks great she looks fantastic. And it's funny because they're like, yeah, we were consciously trying to make her look the literally the most beautiful she's ever looked on the show. Yeah, it's a good color um, for her. But also the Buttload of Cats song. I was thinking about you in that song. I loved... That song has been in my head for three days. <laughs> it's very Like, catchy. I'm just like walking around being like, Buttload of Cats. Um, also, of course, there's an explicit version I just found out today on YouTube where oh, they sing fuck that. ton of cats. <laughs> That's literally the only difference is they're saying fuck ton of cats. Nice. Um, but it's really good. Um, um, we should, 
briefly catch up on the minor characters because they're just all so good. And um, I love Hector and Heather. When they call each other, their couple name is Hector, just with an A. <laughs> just with an A. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, uh, and she, like, cute. has this surrogate baby. It's The whole thing is just kind of incredible. Like, yeah, pregnant. I, they, Heather and Hector. Hector's such a cutie, too. Mm, I love him. He's adorable. They're really cute together. I have uh, just nothing but enjoyment um, from the two of them. I wish the two of them had, like, a little more, like meat to their story yeah but like, also like i don't know other people have meat we don't like necessarily like they can just be pretty and enjoyable and funny yeah um, that's true we've got daryl and white josh for for drama yeah um and okay so tell me what you think about the valencia plot line well so then valencia suddenly dating a woman and it happens like they do in the last episode they do this or second to last episode they do like an eight month jump from the beginning of Heather's pregnancy to the end. Yeah. And it starts on that night where eight months earlier, like Valencia just meets this woman about like her party planning business. And then eight months later, they're suddenly dating. And yeah, it's like, what? on the one hand, I'm like, okay, like they're being casual about the fact that like people, but like, but, but also sometimes like discovering or trying new things, like, and like, like, um, reevaluating your sexuality and stuff like that, that is a big deal. And it's kind of weird that Valencia, who's this like uptight and crazy person, would just be like, yeah, okay, well, now I'll date women. I agree. Like, she's not like a free spirit, so it just didn't add up. Right. Like, I've I wouldn't known, have been I've surprised if suddenly like Heather's that. dating a woman for eight months. I'd be like, yeah, sure, that makes sense. Right. Right, um, like, because I've known people like that. That'll just be like, oh, I'm dating women now. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, of cool. Course of are. course you are. That seems yeah. like something you would just suddenly be doing right now. And, yeah. but, like, if I've also known people like Valencia, who they've they told me I date women now. I'd be like, how are you body swapping? Right. And also, it feel like a little bit of a ripoff because I actually feel for, um, I think the actress's name is Gabrielle Ruiz, I think. Uh, and mm-hmm. they really didn't, do much with her this year no she wasn't in it a lot maybe she was doing other stuff she could have been or they kind of were just like there was a lot going on <laughs> rebecca and nathaniel wise and and donna wise um and even you know daryl and uh white josh you know had a lot to do this there's a lot of plots going on i yeah. like i feel like maybe she valencia just didn't like make the cut as often you know she may yeah, have had more to do be. that we didn't see that was cut um but this would have been something really interesting to like do with valencia like start at the beginning of the season yeah yeah like why didn't we just like introduce that that party character the party planner character earlier you know her girlfriend her girlfriend's so whatever that i literally could not tell you her name i don't know I, with a gun to my head. Like, they haven't really done anything with that character either. Right. Um, the actress is perfectly pleasant. Um, yeah. But they... Honestly, I think I know... I, I know Mona's name, and she barely had, right. you know, anything to do. But I do not know the name of the woman that Valencia is dating. Um, yeah. So I just feel like they didn't... They just kind of, like, threw this in there. And it feels a little, like... Because it's just, like, they needed something to do with Valencia. So they're like, we'll make her gay. That'll be her thing now. Um, yeah. And I kind of, like, uh, I feel like, you know, just... If you're going to do it, do it. But don't right. just 
half-ass it. Yeah. Um, so maybe we'll get more into it next year. You know, Josh also didn't have very much to do this season. He was really... Just being sad, yeah. Just being sad and kind of, like, floundering. Um, yeah. Wondering, you know, and, it, like, you know, he wasn't, he's not that relevant to Rebecca's life anymore, so... Yeah, I guess that's probably why. Yeah, that's probably why. Um, so, you know, I'm curious if Josh makes a comeback next season, um character wise (laughs) like if he has more more to do um you know i feel like we kind of spent a lot of time with pete and white josh this season and we we did sort of reach the the end of that that plot line you know like yeah they're not getting back together you know and pete has a baby now that was the that was his driving thing so maybe we get back to some of these other characters next season and i because like honestly i will take all the hector and heather i can get i know they're the best um, we should probably wrap um, this part up because we've gone long this week. Um, anything else? Wait, I want to know. Wait, you had David Wayne on here. And oh, I David Wayne! Know. Yeah, David Wayne was the um, the doctor. That's who it was. Did you not recognize David oh Wayne? Oh my god, I didn't recognize David. Wayne. Oh my Wayne. god, I'm so Wayne-y disappointed days. in you. Wayne- How does period where I was like really obsessed with Wayne days too i did not recognize <laughs> david wayne i can't believe you didn't recognize him that's so I funny know. i knew he like seemed like a funny person who i know shaker heights ohio another one. Oh right yeah his <laughs> drunk history his is a really good one. Oh, i think i've seen his drunk yeah, history yeah he does a really good drunk history anyway oh, yes sorry. he was in it yeah he was in it he was there um, um okay what are you watching, not watching this week? What's going on with you? Um, I'm going to watch Broad City. It's on Hulu now, so I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. going to watch the new season. So. We can talk about that next week. Yeah, pretty um, pumped about I, that. I loved, uh, I loved, I loved Broad City. Yeah, and you know what I'm not watching? I was reminded of this while watching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. There's mm-hmm. like a good joke where someone's like, I wanted a Riverdale-themed party, and Valencia's like, none of your friends or you are hot enough to be on Riverdale, so no. Um, I was like, I'm never going to watch Riverdale. <laughs> also, real subtle, uh, real subtle CW plug. Crazy ex Yeah, right. Like, I'm not Did they make them that do show. that? <laughs> um, but I agree. Well, apparently Michael Hitchcock wrote that joke, which is I, funny. I'm um, also not getting into Riverdale. I can't get it. You know what? I'm not, I'm not watching anything else on the CW. Like, I, every commercial that comes on during because i watch crazy ex-girlfriend well i watch it on uh on demand like because we have like we have like six are we talking about the show like channels. about like life sentence well like all of them yeah Literally no they all look every terrible. show that a- it advertises to me during crazy ex-girlfriend i want nothing to do with any of them yeah, yeah. life sentence that looks terrible it looks horrible i love the name honestly <laughs> so stupid i'm so upset about it um but there's yeah. a bunch. I mean, there's just like a bunch that like I'm sure there is an audience for them. You know, it's probably it's the CW seems like an odd fit. It always has seemed like an odd fit for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend to me. No, no, they can kind of do inventive thing, inventive things. But yeah, I mean, it does seem weird. But Showtime, I guess, had passed on it. They had CW passed on it. it. So um, and it, apparently, okay. Also, that article. Um, uh, maybe they didn't read this there. I read this somewhere that it's like literally the lowest rated show on television. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, that's disappointing. Because I know, no and I'm like, God, this podcast. Then. All this. Well, there are avid fans. Well, but like you know, obviously there's enough that sold out all these live shows that yeah, quickly. That's true. Um, but 
I am also not watching Riverdale uh, or anything else. Oh, so what are you watching? I think I'm definitely gonna. Well, I'm gonna finish Everything Sucks because um, I have a few, I have a few episodes left, okay. um, and I need to get back into um, Assassination of Gianni Versace because uh, I'm. Oh yeah, I should catch up on that. Two episodes. I want you to catch up on it so we yeah. can talk about it. Okay. So okay. Good. I promise. That's my. That's the goal. That's another yeah. thing I'll watch. Catch up on even if you don't get all the way up. It's like watch a couple of them because okay. I, I do think it's great. Um, okay. So I'm going to catch up on that as well. Um, and I introduced a lot of new things into my life this week. I'm going to like go back to catching up on um, the the shows that I, I also got behind on The Shy, which I was watching. Uh, so I'm going to catch up on things this week. That sounds like a plan. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, okay, if you stuck Amanda. with us till the end. Yeah. Okay, Sarah. Thanks for sticking with me till the end. Always. Um Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.